All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Matthew dialed in for today's show. Yep. Rock and roll. Let's go. It's time for the Wally Mathot Show. Now, here are your hosts, Brent Wallace and Mark Mathot. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Wally Mathot Show, brought to you by BEI, Bonisher Excavating Inc. I'm Brent Wallace. He's Mark Mathot. Uh, Math, good to see you, but why are you so pissy? I've only had two coffees this morning, Wally. Uh, <laughs> I'm getting there. It's But, but well played. We, uh, we'll get into that exchange that happened the other day in Edmonton between Leon Dreisaitl and Jim Matheson, uh, we'll ex- it's good to see both points of view. And so Meth and I are going to have a little debate on that. Also, uh, coming up, we've got uh, a little discussion on that game-winning goal the other night against Ottawa with Buffalo winning and what actually happened. And, of course, our guest today stops by. It's Shane Pinto, who's been on the lineup, of course, rehabbing a shoulder injury. We'll get the update on the injury and the rehab and what his roommate, Colin White, may have bought him for Christmas. Uh, as always, the interview brought to you by Whitewater Beer. Cool, refreshing taste. Pour a Legion lager, farmer's daughter, or try meth. The new one out called a wild bog, cranberry infused. Uh, yeah, it's lots of great flavors out of Whitewater. Uh, enjoy the show today. Remember, go shop whitewater.ca. Use the Wyomathot coupon code 15% off. Uh, one other thing I need to tell you about meth. I know you've discussed your basement with perhaps putting a bar in or an entertainment area. They do kegs. Beautiful. So we yeah. have confirmed they do kegs. 
I have confirmed on the website. They've got two different sizes of kegs, so uh, we can get that set up for you. As always, nice. Whitewater, brewed by friends, for friends. Okay, to the headlines we go. Uh, as brought to you by sportsinteraction.com, Canada's online casino and sportsbook, sportsinteraction.com slash volume of thought, the most competitive odds. Uh, live daily betting, Sports Interaction is Canada's online casino and sportsbook. And today, Matt, we get to talk about that uh, because the Sens are back in action playing Pittsburgh tonight. Um, let's. What has happened to Matt Stradamus lately? You've dropped three in a row. You weren't even close in the last game against Buffalo. Are you like, okay. Is Mastradamus well, okay? I'm worried. <laughs> they beat two, they beat Calgary and Edmonton convincingly. I don't know yeah. who had them, who had the Sens winning those games. And then, of course, they go to Buffalo. And, and we talked about it leading up to the show, right? Wally Pryor, yeah. I'm like, watch, Ottawa's going to lay an egg tonight. <laughs> but I still went. I still went with um, with with Ottawa, of course, and uh, or who did I go with? Did I go with Buffalo? Ottawa. No, you took remember? Ottawa. Yeah, I went with Ottawa. You went. You took the over. Yeah, and, and the right, right. Yeah, you're right. I had five goals, I think, at least that Ottawa was scoring. <laughs> anyway, I was wrong. I'll admit it. Um, and uh, it's an unpredictable team right now. They've been playing so well yes. in December that I can't just lean on the losses anymore. Right? They're going to mix in some wins, so um, you have to do a little bit more research. And to and to be fair, they did pot. 40 shots on goal against Buffalo uh, over 40, but yes, uh, at the end of the day, they just, it, it didn't go in for them. And, and you once again, mm -hmm. um, are struggling. So, Lost. so tonight, yeah. <laughs> this is another one because they're playing Pittsburgh who they're just on fire. Right. And they, they, yeah. they've lost nine straight games in Pittsburgh to begin with. And Pittsburgh is the second best team in the last, like since uh, middle of November, they're 18, four and one, their last 23 games. Uh, they just finished yeah. up a six-game road trip. Like they had the second best record in the league over the last like two months. They're well, they're they're still fourth in their division, whatever it is. They're in the they, but they're a legit Stanley Cup contender. I gotta think. Yeah, that fourth spot doesn't really tell the whole story because they were missing some pretty key players there for that yeah. first. I don't know what 20, 25 games, whatever it was. So um, you know they get Brian Russ back. Uh, I believe Malkin's back. Yeah. All of a sudden, it's a completely different lineup. So the fact that they were able to stay afloat for that long is a testament to how much depth they have and the leadership with Crosby. And now the reinforcements are back in the lineup, and that team is hot. Yes. I, and I'm going to have to think that uh, Mike Sullivan's got to start to get talked about for the Jack Adams. He's been very quiet, under the radar. It's been all about, obviously, Andrew Brunette kind of in Florida, which I get in that turnaround. But the, the work that you've done without – you don't have any Crosby, any Malkin to start the year. Crosby struggled – afterwards when he came back because he was battling COVID and I, and I was told it was a little bit worse than perhaps most players got it. And so like, yeah, that's a, that's an impressive job they've done in Pittsburgh. Everybody wrote them off after last year. Like let's start the rebuild and let's get going. Yeah. But you can't, and, and, and you, uh, you will obviously agree that you cannot do that when you've got two world-class players <laughs> still on that team. Right. No. So, or several world more than that. Yeah. So, well, I argue Chris for Latang, me, it's yeah. simple. It, I was just, yeah, exactly. That's why I corrected myself. I can't leave yeah. Latang out. I, for me, it's simple. It's like, you've got these guys right now at your disposal. you got to keep building around them, keep pushing to win these games. Um, because, and, and that just leads to that conversation we had about Mario, right? Where he kind of backed out at the right time and sold that and sold his shares because now you got to think at some point over the next, what, five years, they're oh, going to yeah. probably see a pretty big drop off maybe. So um, good move by Mario, but yeah, no, the, the team's looking really good right now. It's going to be a really big challenge for the Sens. So the Sens play in Pittsburgh tonight, first game there since March 3rd, 2020, a 7-3 loss. Basically, they haven't played there in two years. So all the notes mm -hmm. and stats about who's done what really don't matter. The only part, the part is 
can Ottawa get this victory tonight? What do you go when you're on your sportsinteraction.com website today and you're putting your money down? Where is it going? Well, I've got to go with Pittsburgh. Um, And for all I know, apparently Ottawa has been a giant slayer lately and they've been playing very good hockey against all the good teams, but I still have to go with, with, I still have to go with the numbers. So in the way they've been playing lately, it's not like this is more of a recency bias thing too, with, with the Pittsburgh Penguins that you just can't bet against them. They're rolling. I'm going to go with them, and I'm going to think I'm going to go with a 4-2 victory for the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins. I'm taking Ottawa for the fact that, one, they beat all the good teams when they have to. Two, Pittsburgh's off a six-game yeah. road trip. And I know we talk about this all the time, and it gets cliched a lot is, well, it's a long yeah. road trip, and now that first game back's always tough. But that first game back's always tough. I think that they stand a chance based on the way that Ottawa's played of late. If they can get goaltending, they stand a chance against a Pittsburgh team that's been on the road for a while. Yeah, and that's always the challenge. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. It's always the challenge. And as you know, when you come back from a road trip, there's almost like a little lull yeah. where for whatever reason, I don't know what it is, you just, as a, as, a, as a, you know, when you're playing at home that first game back, you tend to take the foot off the gas pedal just a little bit, right? You're, you're almost kind of exhaling and maybe a little too relaxed. And it seems to be an issue with a lot of teams. So hopefully, that's be- hopefully I'm right. That's we'll because see. life gets in the way, right? You come home. Yeah. Your wife wants you to take care of the kids for 24 hours because she's just had them forever. And you, the, yeah. I don't know, maybe it snowed and you got to shovel. Like you've got all these things you got to take care of. And, and yeah. so all that stuff just piles on when you're on the road, you're like Jake Vorchek, you pack a toothbrush and away you go. <laughs> oh man, I miss the road. Eh? Well, I don't you oh, like just getting out there and yes. the hotels, the dinners. Like I miss, I miss all that shit. It was, it's not necessarily the hockey itself, it's but just the like hockey. the routine. And then, Getting back to your hotel room, throwing on a movie, like no one's bothering you. It's so it's great. uh, Like world championships, we talk about a lot. I've done the Olympics. So those long stretches of like four weeks at a time when you come home, my and I didn't understand it at first. When I came home, my my wife and like everybody was just out of sorts. And she goes, you throw up the entire way the house is run when you come home, because for a, a month you weren't part of any of this stuff. And so now we need to try and figure out how to work you back in where it doesn't become all that you, you've messed up the system. And, and yeah. conversely to that, we're more on the road. Like you, you're just completely selfish. You're like, well, I need to do this at this time. And I need to do this and I need to do And I got to eat and that's it. And that's all 100%. you worry about. Yeah. It, yeah. It, 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 I didn't realize it at first. And then my wife had to point it out to me. It's like, yeah, you throw everything out of whack, but I do that yeah, on a daily yeah. basis. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, moving on to Tuesday night, uh, Buffalo Auto. We brought it up. The game-winning goal mess. So I'm going to try and set this up here because the NHL won't let us use video on our on our website. So um, Eric Brandstrom hits Kyle Oposo into the boards. A scrum ensues right at the bench. A linesman comes over. There's now, I think, seven players there and trying to just spread apart everybody. Brandstrom does get tackled, which I was shocked that there wasn't an interference penalty on the play. But as you've seen before, Linesmen step in at that point just to try to separate because it's usually a line change. Uh, yeah. Josh, Josh Brown, or Josh Brown has the puck, or is it Nick Holden? Brown, Brown loses control of the puck, goes the other way in the back of the net, ends up being the game-winning goal. What do you think? No penalty on the call. What do you think should have happened? Well, you know, when there's scrums like that that happened between the benches right at the red line. Typically it's one, one, maybe, maybe two players, right. Or maybe there's a third in there somehow when they're getting tangled up, crossing each other on a change. And typically the linesman will just be like, Hey guys, come on guys. Like, let's split it up. Come on, keep moving. But because of the hit, 
first of all, all of a sudden feels compelled to, oh, I got to go over here and look like I care about my teammate and, and do something, right? Because, oh, I don't want to look like I'm a huge P-U-S-S-Y. So that's the typical hockey mentality, right? It's like, and, and oddly enough, it created a huge headache for the Sens because they had to come to the defense of uh, Brandstrom on the hit. So you've got a bit of a scrum there. And I, I think they should have blown it down only because there were so many players involved. And it looked like nobody knew what was going on the ice, but you can make the argument that that's typical. And maybe if there isn't a penalty immediately on that play, why would you blow the whistle? So I, I'm torn. I, it's a, it's an odd play. Um, do I think that that's the reason why the senators lost the game? I mean, I guess typically in theory, yes, but I mean, when you only score one goal, you're never going to give yourself an opportunity, but with regards to that play, if it's me, I would have liked to have seen a whistle, but it's easy to say that after the fact. Sure. I, so a couple of things. One, if Josh Brown just dumps the puck in and changes, yeah. it, we're not having this conversation. I know. So, or if he just skates it in, like he's all alone. It's like a two on one for the most part. And all of a sudden it comes back the other way. Well, that's not on the call at the boards. However, I did speak to a former NFL or a former NHL official. And he, he said it was an absolute joke. There should have been a call. There should have been a whistle. But I, and I gave him the yeah. same analogy, like, well, I just, you know, we've seen so many times with the change at the boards. He's like, absolutely. You're right. He goes, but not when there's eight players there. <laughs> exactly. It's exactly. And so, see, and I haven't had a conversation with the referee and that was exactly what I just said. So yeah. I feel like that's probably the right play, but anyway, <laughs> nothing you can do now. And I feel bad for the linesman Wally because they're human beings and they make mistakes and, and, and the NHL refs, the NHL officials are, in my opinion, arguably the best in the world for when sure. it comes to pro sports. They're the most consistent and you agree, but yeah, that's a, that was a messed up play. I, but I don't blame the linesman. He's just trying to do his job, which he normally would Right? That's on the referee right. to blow that down. Yeah, sure. And yeah, it, yeah, sure. Sure. But the, but yeah. there wasn't a lot of reaction to it afterwards. And so that's what made me think that the players and, were kind of okay with it. Yeah, no, fair enough. Anyway, I know the referee too, by the way, that was my, my team captain, Danny Savret, it's, uh, that it's I Corey. played with in London. That was Corey, his brother. And I know Corey really well. And my first game with Dallas in preseason, like two years ago, because Corey used to skate with us as like a kid on the ice during while we were in junior, right? So he was a little younger, he'd come out. And uh, anyway, we were playing in Minnesota when I was with the Stars. And in that first game, the ref just, he called something on me or he did something, whatever it was. And I turn around and I'm like screaming at him. Like, I was <laughs> so mad. And he's like, whoa, Matt, Matt, Matt. Like, like right away, like, I don't, I think he thought I knew who he was, but I did it. And then I caught myself and I'm like, Corey, like mid in the middle of the FU match. I, I, I apologize to him. And I'm like, Corey, sorry, man. He's a really good kid. He's a good, he's actually a really, he's a great referee. That's why I wanted to be careful and not shit all over the, the officials right now, because that was, that was in fairness to Corey, that was a very bizarre play. So it's hard in the moment when things are happening, you know, it's hard to blow it down. Okay. Uh, I, Mark Mathot, forever the apologist. Um, Speaking of apologies, <laughs> let's go to Edmonton Tuesday night, which took on, or I guess it was Tuesday afternoon, took on a world of its own. So you yeah. have uh, the media side of the Hockey Hall of Fame member in Jim Matheson, who's a well-respected writer in Edmonton. He's very well known across the league. And then you have Leon Dreisaitl, a former Hart Trophy winner at the podium. Now, this, this may take a while to get through, but because there's a lot more than just a simple little snap. You have to watch the entire 
press con- press scrum, if you will, with Leon Dreisaitl to understand what's about to transpire. Because if you just see the clippets of the two of them going back and forth, it doesn't paint the whole picture. No. One, we saw Leon at the beginning of this was very animated in his answers and gave thorough, thoughtful answers. Jim Matheson comes up to ask a question. I guess it's over Zoom, so takes the microphone. You can see Leon Dreisaitl's body language change almost immediately. Jim asked his question, what is wrong? What do you need to do? He says everything. Jim goes, do you care to expand on that? And Leon's like, nope, you can do that. You know everything. And then follows the infamous, Leon, why are you so pissy? That's a lot to unpack in about 30 seconds of words, Beth. So if you, uh, let me just, if you are Leon Dreisaitl and you were, something has happened, by the way, between, clearly between Dreisaitl and Matheson for Leon to snap that way. At least I believe that's the case. He's either written something or said something in passing. How would you have handled that if you were the player? Well, okay. Before I tell you how I would have handled it, did they not have some odd interactions like this in the past? I feel like they've had a bit of a run in like this before. But anyway, I guess I can only speculate. Um, I mean, I wouldn't have handled it like Leon. I would have been a little more animated, probably. I mean, I know they're on Zoom, so I can't suggest I throw a water bottle. I said that as a joke online. But, um, you know, I, I would have been pissed off. Because, you know, he did give him an answer. And, and that's what people keep, it, it might not be the answer you want as a reporter or a journalist or a fan. It might not be the answer you want to hear, but he did answer it. When asked what one thing the team needs to improve on or where they need to be better, Leon says everywhere. Whether he meant that in a sarcastic, snippy, short way or not, I don't give a shit. It's an answer. You may not like the answer, but it's an answer. Furthermore, it's not necessarily Leon Dreisaitl's job to give an update on the current affair, state and affairs of the hockey team and why they're struggling as a whole. Yeah. When you're a player, and you know this, Wally, when you're asked individually why you've been struggling or what you can do to get better, I can understand that question. But do you expect Leon Dreisaitl to throw one of his teammates under the bus? We all know them. We all know that the glaring hole in this roster is their goaltending. So he's not going to throw the goaltenders out under the bus. He's not going to, you know, single out anybody. So for me, it's simple. He, he answered it as best he could. Now, whether there was a little attitude there, whatever, that's, that to me makes no difference in this argument. To me, he answered the question accordingly. And then um, Matheson followed it up with a bit of a snippy comment where would you care to elaborate or whatever <laughs> he said. So, you know, I, I, I being a former player, I can tell you, I would never want to throw a teammate under the bus. You want to know what's going on with the team? Ask the general manager. Ask the head coach. There's a couple of things. Read the room is one. If he's giving you a one-word answer, which means he doesn't want to hear from you today or he doesn't like where you're going. So you've got to be able to understand and not go, okay, I like. so Jim says afterwards, I think it's on Sportsnet Radio, it's somewhere, he says, I don't want to be part of the story. That's true. Fair enough. No reporter ever wants to be part of the story. But when you come back at him and you ask him about being pissy, then you become part of the story. But he said, I didn't think Leon was very forthcoming in his answers. So I wanted basically him to say more. Well, yeah, I want him to say what I want. Him exactly. To say. Like, but like, please, you're not getting you know what that. I mean. It's like, yes. So, so you like you, I know if I came to you in a scrum in the middle of a scrum with all the cameras recording and said, like, why are you so pissy? Or the basic equivalent of why are you being such an asshole? You would have like either walked away or we would you would have had me against the wall in a chokehold. So I would have choked you out, <laughs> out cold, snuffed the life out of you. So 
and then the, the lawyers get involved and it's a lot of paperwork, but is I don't like it. Just move on. I don't, I, I, I don't agree that Leon's answer about, you know, everything is right at that moment, but clearly he's frustrated. Sure. They've lost six in a row. We don't know what's just happened. He could have just gotten yelled at by Dave Tippett for all we know. There could have been meetings. There could have yeah. been an argument. There's all that stuff that, so he's coming out to answer questions. He doesn't want to expand on throwing people under the bus. And then he follows it up with, why are you so pissy? The only way you're asking that question is to generate some kind of response that's going to embarrass Leon Dreisaitl. And I don't think that that's fair. I completely dis... There was no chance in the 23 years, whatever I was doing this, that I would ever think to ask something like this in the middle of a scrum, ever. I think it's completely disrespectful. Well, and... and, and you Wally you can read the room right like socially you're very approachable you're good at communicating with people you can understand and and tell when someone's visibly maybe not in a good mood or he's been through something or whatever it may be whereas I've had interactions and you I'm sure have plenty of colleagues that you've worked with or been around where they're a little more uncomfortable a little more awkward they don't really know how to communicate all the time properly depending on the circumstance with the individual or player so and I've had a lot of weird interactions with with you know with press and Sometimes it's very unpleasant. <clears throat> now, when I've had these odd or different interactions, I'm not Leon Dreisaitl, so I'm not on the national stage. I'm not up sitting on a, you know, in a press conference. It's usually in those little scrums. But yeah, no, I, I, we're, I think we can all agree for the most part that it was handled very poorly. Yeah, I understand he's a Hockey Hall of Fame reporter or whatever, but that doesn't mean that your ego can just kind of take over whenever you right. feel a little bit butthurt. You know what I mean? So just... Just handle it like a pro and move on. And now, unfortunately, it wasn't handled professionally, and now it's getting all kinds of scrutiny. Uh, scrutiny. So, and that's the thing. Like, understand, uh, we've all been there. I've asked dumb questions before. I've had people sure. stab at me. Um, I can remember Alex Tagliani, who was a former IndyCar driver, Canadian, uh, really, really good driver at the time. Him and Patrick Carpentier were the top two in Canada. There's a few others. But anyway, I meant I was at the Molson Toronto Indy. And I was doing a story on the new generation of Canadian drivers coming up. And now Alex at the time is about 38-ish, I think. And uh, so I, I look back now and basically my line of questioning was trying to retire him and bring in this new group. And I, now that I think about it, he was very good to me in answering the questions for the most part. He can be prickly at times when I did it. The next day I go back to talk to him and he's snapping at me. And I don't, he's like, yeah, sure, whatever. You tried to retire me yesterday. I'm like, like, what are you talking about? And so it's very awkward. It's very uncomfortable. And I, and I ended the interview and he's like, good. Like, I think he's like, get the fuck out of here or something. And then all of a sudden his PR person is running at me. He's like, what just happened? I'm like, I think he thinks I tried to retire him yesterday. I did try to apologize to him. I was like, I apologize. That wasn't what I meant, but that's what my questions were like. And so I get that we ask some dumb questions sometimes. And when you're a, a net, like an MVP of a league and you're a high-end player, you get asked all the time to talk. And you yeah. ask stupid yeah. questions all the time. And sometimes you just get tired. Could he have said nothing at the end? Absolutely. But sometimes you just, you just say things and you later regret. I, you didn't have to say it, but you can't come back when you're the only. Jim Matheson is not on camera. And so you've only got one subject up there that's going to take all the heat for however that question gets answered. Why are you so pissy? And it could have led to a whole mm-hmm. lot worse for Leon Dreisaitl. I just don't think it's fair. In the old days, like three years ago, I would pull you aside and we'd have a conversation in the locker room. The locker room is obviously closed and we're on video chat. So that makes a big difference, but I would never yeah. try to disrespect a player that way in front of the camera. We can have it out off camera and be like, Matt, like, why are you so like, what's wrong with you today? 
And you would just tell yeah. me like, Brent, like, and you'd probably tell me, listen, my goaltender probably really sucks right now. Or the coach is yelling at me. I just need a break. I'm like, fine. I wouldn't report it because that's the, the trust you need to build between the athlete and the player or the athlete and the media. And we, yeah. we both need each other. Yeah. And that's, that's very well said. And I think, I think at the end of the day, we could all agree that this is just great entertainment. Look how much, look how yeah. much material it's giving everybody. So, you know, whether you're on one side or the other, it's irrelevant at this point. I think it's just this for me, well, and maybe, maybe I'm toxic. I don't know, but I, I find this stuff so entertaining. I love it. It's, it adds an element of, you know, entertainment to the sport and it's, it's a sideshow perhaps, but who cares? It's, it draws attention to the game. I care. And the only reason I do is because the media today takes an awful lot of heat for fake news oh, and making right. stuff up. And there's a huge sure. distrust in the media, right? So when we start to see this kind of stuff leak out, they're like, look, I'm telling you, that's the media. That's what happens. And I don't think that that's, and, and that bothers me because that's never been the way I've operated and most don't. So when I see that stuff, that's what gets to me. And I will say, that's fair. There are there are PR they are PR there there are PR groups around the league that make it very difficult sometimes. And in Edmonton, it's become very adversarial between the team and the media, and so that leads to it as well. Oh. In Montreal, it was the same thing, and they just recently got rid of Paul Wilson because of it. It is a very there's there's such a give and take that has to transpire between both sides. And when there's a distrust and when there's a lot of protectionism where player like management doesn't want players to talk all the time and all this stuff, it becomes very distrusting and then very confrontational. That's another element. Understandable. Yeah, no, that's fair. Yeah. Anyway, I, that's some good insight. I, I, there's so much to be talked about for this. I, I could probably talk all day, but I, I just think that didn't need to happen that way well, and it shouldn't happen that way. And, and do you find it odd? <clears throat> Cause we, we, and I, we took, we, we've talked a little bit about this prior. I wanted yeah. to mention it here. Do you guys not find it odd that, you know, overwhelmingly everyone's supporting dry cycle and then basically all the writers are, are hopping on the bandwagon and, and getting on Matheson's side, yes. but they're getting, they're getting absolutely ratioed on Twitter and other social media platforms. So they're obviously not necessarily on the, there's no right or wrong. I got to be careful with my words here, but it seems overwhelmingly that people aren't supported dry cycle. And I don't know if that's just because he's the player, but it, it, it's pretty telling. Well, me. again, I think it goes back to that distrust of the media. And so <laughs> if they can pile on all the stupid stuff that the media does, it just makes it easier. And it's like, and then, of course true. in the media, they're like, well, we're all family members. So, but I just want to make one thing clear. I completely disagree with Jim Matheson asking Leon dry about being pissy. I couldn't, I can't say it enough that I think that that was absolutely the wrong approach. So, well, I don't think anybody can, can anybody have this back on that? Like, like well, I, I can understand. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I've seen yeah. it. On, like, so it's, so, so some people have said it's okay to, to say that to a, to an athlete that they completely agree with what Jim Matheson did. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. What a bunch of clowns, eh? All you people supporting that you're a clown. So wow. I, all I say to those people is you go into an NHL or NFL or major league baseball locker room, whatever. And you ask a player, why are you so pissy? Just let me know how that works yeah. out for you. Okay. Unreal. Yeah. <laughs> now you Anyways, know what I need. Yeah. I get, I get, that makes my blood boil. Cause that would never, that would never be said in person. Right. When no. you got like six foot five German Leon dry yeah. standing in front of you. You're probably not going to ask him why, even if he's tough or not, it doesn't matter. He can still break your neck. You wouldn't say that to him. Anyway, I just, I find no. it so funny. It's just it, clown show. And we need those right. relationships. I need you to talk to me. I need like, yeah. 
Brady Kachuk and Drake Batherson and all these guys to talk to me. So for me to try and, and set them up and embarrass them doesn't do me well, any it's good lose, lose. Right. There's it's just lose, no lose. point There's to it. Why, why, right. So why would the player, like, like moving forward, do you really yeah. think you're going to get some good in-depth no. answers from that individual? No. Like, forget professionalism. That's gone. Exactly. That's why I, I just, I don't see this at all. I And I well, you, you know, know what it is? People have bad days at work, and this was a bad day. Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. And and I think, but you, but to your point, and you mentioned this to me uh, before as well, Wally, where you're like, you know, if it was me, and I had an awkward interaction with the guy, I'd go see him the next day, or I'd try yeah. to get a hold of him and have a quick conversation, whether it be on the phone or whatever. Um, that would be the way to handle this right now. But obviously, it's not going to happen. Yeah, and maybe they'll work it. I'm, you know what? I'm sure they'll have a conversation because they they just work too much together, and they both they both need each other, right? As much as the players say, well, we don't need the media. We help build the brand. We help get your jersey signed. We help all that stuff. So, sure, yeah, you do help need us to help get your brand out there and have people understand who you are. But there are, but there are a lot of media members. There's only one Leon oh, Drysaitel. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But I'm just as a you whole, the, you need yeah. the media group, if you will. Right. Anyway, uh, it's. I would love. I could have that debate all day about what actually. The, we should do a one whole show on what actually transpires in the locker room. <laughs> In, an, in a 30-minute day, because it's it's amazing how that all plays out. Um, yeah. Because I, I one story, this is because this is this sums it up perfectly. Mike Fisher got engaged to Carrie Underwood when he was playing in Ottawa. It was a big story, obviously. 82 games in a year, you don't want to be asked 82 times what's wrong with a power player or what's wrong with the penalty kill or any of that stuff. So that day, my story was going to be, what do teammates get Mike Fisher as an as an engagement gift well the pr guy did not like this story he thought it was stupid so he went behind i think it's zach smith or it's jean gabriel pajot one of those and i was like hey what are you going to get mike and, and the players are joking about this now and uh so i said what are you gonna get mike for an engagement gift and i can hear in the background this pr guy going what a stupid question to ask that's <laughs> like what's why what's the problem you're la the player is laughing and enjoying the conversation because it's not about hockey for five minutes and you're all mad about yeah. this again like that's a another thing that we always have to navigate around is trying to control the message and us not like anyway it's a long no, i hear you that's a no, long that, and that would be out. frustrating because you're just trying to yeah. get <clears throat> you're just trying to get some some casual yeah. personality out of some of the players which you oftentimes can't get right so if you have yeah. the ability to kind of get them out of their comfort zone a little bit and get some interesting different questions I don't see an issue with it. I I find that more interesting than hearing about why the power play is not working well. Like exactly. if I'm a if I'm a bystander or if I'm a on the outside as a fan, I want to know the more personal stuff. Like I that I find that interesting. So, so I'm with no you. no one's ever come up to me years later and went, Brent, oh, man, I love that story you did on the power play in game 61 when they talked about moving Nobody around quicker. Shit. Nobody knows, no. but they know about stupid stuff like Remember when Zach Smith yeah. said he was going to get them steak knives for an engagement? Yes, that's what I get. So, yeah, right. That's the stuff that people remember. So I'm we'll leave you. it with that. But that's uh, that's a whole other topic one day, for I'm sure. Now, you know what I need, Matt? I could use some whitewater beer. Um, by the <laughs> way, Shane, Shane Pinto's coming up in our whitewater chat in a moment. As always, the Wall Island Thought Show brought to you by BEI Bonisher Excavating Inc. BEI specializes in excavation, grading, and drainage projects. Also, equipment rentals, aggregate, and topsoil sales. Visit BonisherExcavating.com, BEI, helping to shape the Ottawa Valley. We'll be right back after this.
All right. Welcome back to the show because you were in show number 10. That's right. Just our 10th show in Shane Pinto and Jacob Bernard Docker graced our show. Uh, by then, though, you hadn't played your first NHL game and now so much has happened. Uh, looking forward to getting into all these conversations. Shane, welcome back to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Let's just first get right into the injury. How is the rehab going? And Right now, you're about two months into, I think, what's looked at as a four-month recovery time. Yeah, it's been good. Um, you know, obviously, it's a bit of a grind kind of being, uh, you know, away from the team and not feeling kind of part of the team. But, you know, all the guys have been great towards me. Um, but it's been good. It's, it's feeling good at each day. And, you know, having Whitey around, you know, definitely helps me out. Um, you know, he's kind of going through the same thing. He's closer than me, but. You know, we're kind of going through the experience together, so that's uh, definitely helped out for sure. Is it almost a blessing in disguise, if you will, that the two of you obviously don't want to be injured, but live together and you've had to deal with these long injuries uh, going through it at the same time? Yeah, it's kind of – I kind of thought about it the other day. It's kind of weird how it all worked out, honestly. Um, you know, we've uh, – you know, we've hung out a lot together these past couple months. Um, we definitely helped each other kind of buy time. Um you know, we're always playing video games together, trying to play some board games. Um, but yeah, it's definitely been huge. I, I think he's going to say the same thing. You know, we got it was it was a tough couple of months for us, but you know, having each other has definitely helped out. So, what do you guys? What does Whitey do? I just before we continue, what does Colin White do on a day to day <laughs> basis? By the way, I'm just curious. Um, you know, so we go to the rake every morning. You know, we do our rehab for whatever four hours till at least twelve or one. Um, yeah. We go home, make some lunch if the guys are away, um, and then we usually hop on some uh, video games for about two two hours or so. He has his girlfriend here, so he can't stay on for too uh, long. Or she's gonna, get, yeah, she's not gonna be happy. <laughs> I get to stand a little longer because uh, you know I'm by myself right now. But uh, yeah, you know we just do that, and then you know he has to. We have to cook dinner, and it's pretty much the same routine each day. You know, there's yeah, not a whole lot day. going on right now. Yeah, what, yeah. what game? What game are you guys playing? I'm just curious. Um, Fortnite is kind of it's it's back. Oh, you're right still now. playing a, Fortnite? Is that a even lot still of, a yeah, thing? No it, no, it is. It is. It's, it's back. More, it, it's been kind of coming back now. Yeah, a lot of guys are playing it. Yeah, it's coming so, yeah, back. Just the the new Warzone that. sucks. That's why. Terrible. Greg and I were talking Terrible. about that. Yeah. Terrible. Okay. Yeah. Well, we agree I, on I one thing. On that. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> okay. Uh, there's so much to unpack here. Um, what board games do you and Colin White play? board games uh, what no well well no so we uh we played monopoly the other night but um i beat him in that he got upset and he he was storming off he he was all upset so i beat him in monopoly <laughs> the other night um we played checkers beat him in that he stinks at that um <laughs> i'm just roasting him i feel bad he's gonna yeah. he's gonna be mad at me but it is what it is he's always mad at me um we play uh we used to play foosball, basketball, and ping pong in the basement, but obviously now we try to play lefty. We can go with our left hand. Um, and, yeah, and then we just play Madden against each other once in a while. So we, we have a lot of time on our hands. It's bad. So <laughs> That's what I was curious. Like, if you are – you must be bored. There must be nights where you're like, I'm just – A, you're in lock or basically locked down with COVID. Now you're injured. You can't – like, all that stuff, I don't it, – it's got to be boring. Oh, man. It's tough, definitely. It's you know you try you try your best. To, you know you can play so many video games at a time. You know it's hard to stay out for that long. Um, but yeah, I mean it, it sucks, especially when the team's away and you know you're not with the guys and you know they're playing games and you're just sitting home, kind of 
then you got to wake up the next day, wake up for rehab again. Um, it's it's definitely a mental grind, but you know, me and Whitey just try to just kind of stay positive. You know, a little adversity, you know, it's Good. never it's never bad for you. So, yeah. yeah, I'm coming back to the Colin White roommate situation in a minute, but I just want to finish up with the injury because uh, it was something I've never seen. We we knew you came back, we knew you you hurt your shoulder, but didn't obviously know the extent. You go to take a face off and you just leave, and so. When we saw that, I'm like, I've never seen that. So, you know, it's bad. Did you know then, like, you were, that's it, you were done? Um, yeah, I think, uh, you know, that game, it, I remember it was the day after my birthday. So, I was like, you know, I think I'm ready to go. I was feeling good in the gym and I felt strong enough. Um, I maybe should have held off on face us for a little bit, kind of let it recover a little bit more because that's a lot of stress on the shoulders, obviously, the face offs, but it is what it is, you know. I, I don't. I think it would have happened throughout the year. It would have probably kept on coming in and out. Um, so, you know, with me being, you know, pretty young, I, I just wanted to get it done and kind of not worry about it ever again. So, obviously, mm-hmm. it was tough timing, but it's part of life. You know, you're gonna go through some uh, tough times. So, uh, I'll be back stronger from it for sure. So, no question. How long did it take you to, I guess, watch the games and not be too like? Were you? I don't know disappointed bum watching your teammates play for a bit afterwards or did it were you able to just watch them afterward and be okay with it does it you know what I mean yeah no it took me I, I you know I try to always support the boys I was uh, you know I was texting some of the guys and trying to reach out but you know definitely watching was tough my uh yeah. my mom and dad are big fans and they're always watching the game and when I was back home kind of the first couple of weeks after Sergio, uh, I was watching some games. I was like, I can't. It's tough to watch for sure. And you want to be out there and helping the guys. Um, but right now, obviously now, I've been getting better with that. I've been watching every game. So, you know, so it, it was definitely tough at first, though. Do you and Whitey throw things at the TV? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. We don't know. Uh... <laughs> No, we try not to do that. So Shane, what do they have you guys? What are they? So with your shoulder, forgetting about your shoulder for a second, as far as like skating goes, are you just having to go out there now with like basically no stick? And I mean, I'm, I'm you're probably well beyond that now, but have you been like for rehab and conditioning? Is it just skating with no pucks and bag skating with Donovan and some of the guys? So Whitey, uh, he hit his three month mark, I think three weeks ago, two or three. So he started skating that like three weeks ago. So he's, he, he started skating. He's been bagging with uh, Donovan Winch. Um, they've been trying to get him ready to go for practice and stuff. Me, I'm probably another month away from skating. They, they don't want me to rush. Oh, they don't even have you on at all? No. Oh, no, wow. They, yeah, they don't want me, uh, you know, just in case. I probably won't have it, but if I fall or yeah, they're, yeah, they yeah, want to okay. make sure if, you know, I, I, I get my full strength and full range back. <laughs> um, it's, a, so. it's amazing. It's amazing the difference between when I was in the American League, I sprained my shoulder and I was on the ice, I think, in like two weeks. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the, yeah. the approach between now. a professional NHL team and a Bush League minor <laughs> hockey team is significant. Anyway, that's cool. That's why I asked. I was curious. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, they, okay. they, they're they being they're trying to be extra cautious. Yeah. Me, so they don't want Good. to do anything Good. stupid. What does. Okay. <laughs> okay well, you know what? Let me bring well, there up. There it is. The, the camera you have, uh, is it from 1987? <laughs> you know, it's a brand new phone. I got it like a year ago, and I think I was warming up like it last year in North Dakota, and I, I don't know what happened to it. I was probably sticking on the ball headed, and now the camera's broke. So it is what it is. I got to get it fixed. <laughs> Why? So 
this is I, apparently like, and there's a number of hockey players that go around and pro athletes that have broken screens on their phone. Like, why don't you just get a new one? Um, well, for me, um, I just don't want to go through the hassle of, <laughs> I feel like I have enough time right now. I should have got it done when I was back home yeah. for Christmas, but I didn't just because I'm just lazy, I guess, with those kind of things. I don't, I don't like doing stuff like that. Um, and then I guess guys who are playing right now, I, they don't care about a broken phone. They just care about playing well in hockey. So I guess they, they have an excuse. I don't, I don't have it's an excuse. Time it's time consuming. It's time consuming. I, I walked around with a broken phone too. In fact, it's still broken. I got a crack on my screen and I just don't want to, I don't want to have to wait at the store, like the Apple yeah. shop for the guy to fix it. And sometimes you got to leave for a couple hours. It's just, it's such a nightmare. Anyway, yeah, I understand 100%. where you're coming from. Yeah. Fair yeah. enough. Okay. Um, back to Whitey for a sec. If you two were to ever do a karaoke <laughs> song together, what would it be? What? Oh man. Holy shit. I don't even know. Um, <laughs> He uh, he's a big old school guy. He likes old school music. I'm not. I'm not too much into that. I'm more of the new generation of rap and stuff. So I don't know. I really don't know what song we would do. He would probably figure something in the '80s or '90s that we could sing along to. I'm trying to <laughs> think of a song. Like I've listened to some songs. Like I'm not like that. Like young. Like I've listened to some '80s and '90s songs, but I can't. I can't get one off the top of my head yeah well what year what year i should have this in front of me what year were you born i'm a 2000 so yeah I'm not like, like so you you've got no reason to listen to 80s music anyway yeah don't yeah yeah, yeah. it's all good but that's so, so, what are you, so you're like you're like a rap guy then rap and like you like electronic music no not electronic i'm just a just big rap? rap yeah i like country you know when i was in north okay. dakota they listen to a lot of country in north dakota so <laughs> i kind of had to get used to that but um, definitely rap. I'm from New York. It's just where I'm from, I guess. I got you. Uh, have you watched much uh, for North Dakota games this year? Yeah, I'm always. Uh, yeah, I'm definitely always watching. Um, Not that Jake Sanderson's you know, played a lot because he's been everywhere yeah, else. Yeah, he's been. But he's been back and forth. <laughs> does he win the Hobie Baker based on him now and going to end up at the Olympics? He went to World. Didn't go to World Juniors. Um, did he? I can't remember. He's played. He seems like he's he played everywhere. Yeah. So yeah. Um, he's, does he win it? Um. I. You know. Honestly, I think he's obviously the best player in college hockey, skill wise. The way he dominates, the way he skates. Um. It's just going to be like he's not going to play enough games. I. I think. Even though I know he has like a sick point per game pace, it's unreal. But it's going to be tough because guys are going to be playing like thirty to forty games, and they're going to have like whatever forty or fifty points. So. It's going to be tough, but I think everyone knows he's probably the best player outside the NHL. He might be the best player outside the NHL, in my opinion. But um, it's going to be tough with him going to the Olympics for a month. Um, we'll yeah. see, but I, I, it's going to be tough for sure. Have you talked to him? Is he pretty excited about the Olympics? Yeah, yeah. Me and him are, you know, we were good buddies last year, and we're always in chat um, throughout the year. Um He's pumped up. He just hopefully he doesn't get stuck there. That's what he's, he's worried about that. But <laughs> but the whole experience, uh, he, he's pumped up. He, he even said to me, I can't pass up an opportunity to play in the Olympics. So um, oh, I'm I, definitely I, pumped for him. It's going to be awesome. I wouldn't either. Did you see uh, Mark Mathots going to the Olympics? Oh, I saw that. on uh, Yeah, I did see that on Instagram, like a mock uh, team or something. <laughs> People bought it. They, they were like, he got congratulations <laughs> from the mayor. Yeah, I was getting, I was getting well, media I, requests. 
Yeah, yeah. I actually believed that first, and then I saw Danny Healy on it. I was like, all right, this has to be a joke. <laughs> so. Or Freddie, or fifty-year-old Freddie Brathwaite playing yeah. goalie. Yeah, it's not going to happen. <laughs> Shout out to Freddie. It's <laughs> uh, so good. Uh, are you hoping? Anyway. I know this is an open-ended question, and you can't answer it two months in. Are you hoping you're going to play a game before the end of the year? And does it mean more to you mentally than it does anything else? Um, yeah, I mean, that's, I, I just want to have something to kind of look forward to these next yeah. couple months with my rehab and stuff. Um, right now it's just getting back on the ice, just, uh, you know, skating again and shooting some pucks, but I definitely want to play at the end of the year. I know that I think it's possible. I think the way I'm rehabbing, it's definitely possible, but obviously it's my decision at first, but then you got to get cleared from the doc that, you know, did my surgery. So we'll see. Um, We'll see if that's the right decision at the time. We'll see where the team's at and everything. So it's it, it's a day-by-day, week-by-week thing. Um, but personally, uh, I need to play a game before I go into summer. I'm probably going to go nuts. Yeah. Uh, and I know you said you're probably a month away from skating. How much – and we all like Sean Donovan and Jesse Winchester. How much are you dreading seeing them on a daily basis on the ice? Oh, man. Whitey, Whitey's going through it right now. He, he's, been, he's been feeling it. Um, so I did it when I got hurt in October, the, that fifth game. I kind of was off for two weeks, tried to rehab my shoulder, and then I was skating you know, with Donald Lynch. So I kind of got – I, I kind of felt like what it was like, and it was brutal. They, they have no uh, no sympathy. You know, Donald's pretty old school, so he bags you no matter what. We're doing slow drills, full ice. And the game, I'm telling you, that game I played the first period of Pittsburgh uh, versus Pittsburgh when I came back. I, it was it was easier than Donald's bag skates, so it was it, yeah. that's, <laughs> that's it's insane. Thing. So whoever does Donald bag skates, you, you'll be good to go for games for sure. Nice. Uh, what was it like for you to play Pittsburgh? Well, I don't think Crosby wasn't playing that game. No, so I was kind of bummed out for that. But that's kind of what my whole thought process was. All right, this is like my hometown, or like when I was growing up, that's the team I was rooting for. It's a good game to come back. Um. But obviously, it didn't work out the way I wanted. Um, but it was definitely cool to play them, you know, growing up rooting for them. But, you know, kind of a tough, uh, tough mm-hmm. result. What are you going to do? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, when you were on the show last time, you hadn't uh, switched your number, I don't believe, to 12. And we asked you what number you'd want. Uh, at one point, you said 66. So my question to you is, um, and we probably should have hammered you more on that. But the question I have is... Yeah. Which number is more off limits to wear? Uh, because there's only two numbers outside of double zero, which you can't wear in the National Hockey League that aren't being worn today. And that's 66 and 69. Which number would you not want to wear? Does someone wear, is someone wear 99 right now? No, but they retired it. Oh, oh okay, 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 okay. I should have mentioned that one too. Um, My apologies. <laughs> um. <laughs> I mean, I would probably rather wear – now that I was thinking – I forgot about Lemieux when I said it. I sounded like an idiot probably. Um, so I'd probably rather wear 69. It's pretty funny. So I'd probably do it 69. Does anybody wear 69 in the no. NHL? No. There's no. only two numbers. There was a, when I was doing the broadcasting for the World Championships, there was some pigeon wearing 69 in that tournament. It was the funniest thing I've ever seen. And, like, I made a stupid comment about it during the – I think they were kind of looking at me funny because I'm not allowed to make those jokes, but yeah, yeah, yeah I yeah. feel like I feel like it's a must that somebody in the National Hockey League wears 69. I don't see an issue 100%. with it. Yeah, no, I mean, I think, I think it's not like it's a <laughs> it's a funny. I think it's funny. 
So I think there's only been two no in the history. Though. Yeah. Well, well, okay. And, and Shane, when we were talking about it the last time on the show and we were kind of giving you the gears about 66, you mentioned you were, you hadn't thought of Mario leading up to that. No, you know, who, the first, yeah, it's bad. It's really bad. The first, <laughs> the first player that came to mind, the last player, what was Josh Hosang. Hosang. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, he wore it on the Islanders. And yep. And he got absolutely verbally assaulted for it. Yeah. <laughs> and it completely just went right over my head that would yeah. wore it. So I probably sound like an absolute idiot. What are you going to Yeah, but you, you get the benefit, though, because you're so young, right? Like, you, you, you <laughs> yeah. didn't grow up watching Mario, so it's kind of understandable. No. But, but it's still funny because he's arguably the greatest player of all time, arguably, yeah. right? So that's anyway. Yeah, that's totally on me. Yeah, totally on me. <laughs> Okay, um, I got lots of other questions. If you were to only be allowed to wear something for the entire game, whether it is uh, your choice, you got turtleneck or Cooperalls, uh, which one would you wear for the entire game? Ooh. Um, Do you even know what Cooperalls are? I was just going to say, I was just going to say, I don't even know what that is. They're the pants, should, the, the old school known. like pants. Like like from top to bottom pants. You, you look like referees. Oh, you can so, wear hockey socks. Yeah. yeah. I'd rather wear a turtleneck. <laughs> good call. <laughs> I don't know if that's like a good answer or not. So. No, no, it is. Yeah. Uh, it is. Who's the uh, the Czech that always wore it for Montreal? Oh, uh, oh, that little that little fella. Yeah, Thomas Plakanic. Plakanic. Yeah. 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 Okay. What's the funniest thing you've heard on the bench said that you couldn't really try to hold together? Whenever, uh, uh, yeah, that is a tough one. Um, I'm just going to give you a guy who I think is just hilarious when, um, when we're out there on the ice. It's just Waddy Watson. <laughs> He's just a character. He's, He's just great. a character. There's no other way of putting it. Um, He's always beaking the other team, just trying. Even in preseason, I think we played a preseason game together in Winnipeg. And <laughs> he was letting guys have it. I'm like, it's preseason. So is he, is, is he running his mouth from the bench? Oh, yeah. And he's just giving guys, like, funny looks. And I'm like, this guy's all time. That's awesome. So it's definitely Wadi. He's good. good. He's really good. Okay. Um, oh, yeah. You played football as a kid for the most part, right? You, like, you took up hockey later, like 14 maybe, yeah. somewhere in there? Um. Were, yeah, you a, yeah. were you a big canteen guy? Like, did you go to the canteen after football or hockey and get a sour key or something? Was there one thing you hit the hardest? Canteen? What's a canteen? I'm not. Oh, what, for the love of God. I, you know, like the little the little food stops. You get the oh, like a shack. Stuff where you can like a, like a yeah, shack. shack. Yeah. Yeah, food shack. Yeah. God, That's you're so young. That's not an American saying. That's not an American saying, I don't think. Is it? No, okay. Okay. Can, I think canteen is Canadian hockey, like exclusively, to be honest. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's why I had no idea what it was. Um, uh, I would say probably like Sour Patch, Watermelon was my favorite. So, a couple hot dogs I'd probably do. So those, mm, those two are probably nice. And a slushy. Those slushies were good. Yes. I always did a slushy. So. Okay. If you could ban oh. one song permanently from the arena, uh, what would it be? Oh my god! Man, a song. Mine would be Blur, song two. If they could oh, stop playing that yeah. song, like that woohoo song, I'd be a happy human being. But they still I, play it. It's terrible. See, and he doesn't know any songs before 2006. So I'm gonna go <laughs> with Cotton Eye Joe. True. Yeah. Oh, that no, I know that song. I know that song. Um, 
That's a that's that's a pretty good song. That's catchy. Um, to be honest, I haven't played a game in a while, so I forget what they've been playing. To be Fair honest. enough. Fair enough. Okay. Yeah, and Cotton Eye Joe's not bad because it gets the kids out of their seats and shit. Yeah, it's, no, it's the other like generic the old school ones. Oh, you like to dance? Yeah, the dance is okay, good. good. I think I remember a couple sweet sixteens I used to go to. We used to do it, yeah. So. <laughs> Did, yeah, back ch- in the day, eh? Yeah. Shane, back in the day. Yeah, about, about five years ago. Yeah. <laughs> if there was a dance competition between you and Brady Kachuk, who would win? Ooh. He does that one move like that. He just does that. Frank the Tank. I've seen it. Yeah, he does Frank the Tank. Have you not seen I the Mark really Stone sh- wedding videos? Oh, yeah. he No, no. I've seen Chucky. Yeah, he, he, he dances. He would probably win. He moves pretty well for a big man. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay. Uh, you have to put together a golf foursome to defeat another, and it can only consist of three former or current teammates. Who are your three, and how do you select them? Okay. That's that's a good question. I like that. Um, I would go um, Wadi for putting. Unreal putter. Disgusting putter. I would. I played with him once, <laughs> and he was nasty. Um I was I can't say Whitey's short game because I don't know I I can't I beat him a couple times so I'm not gonna say Whitey's short game. Um, Brownie's very good. Connor Brown's a good player. Just just puts it down the fairway. Just plays a simple game. And then um, my old buddy I played at North Dakota with. He was disgusting. He's like a scratch player. Um, and then uh, Pauly for the drives. He he smacks the drives. If he so if no he hits it straight, it goes. No, I haven't Bathurst played with Drizzy yet. No, I haven't uh, played with Drizzy yet. Yeah, I heard, I heard he's, he's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, I heard he's unreal too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'll definitely get out with him eventually. But uh, yeah, those are probably my four. We'll invite I, you to our I, golf tournament. I feel tournament. bad. I just beat. I don't know why I just beat Whitey in the middle of that for no reason. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You have to give him a jab. <laughs> but, uh, but but that is so common. Everybody who we go like, what's your favorite guy to have around the room? It is always Colin White. I don't. There's no yes. exceptions. Like. Can, so yes. can you sum up then living with him? <laughs> you have no idea. <laughs> we are, we are, we're brothers. Basically we fight all the time. It's just how it is. We've spent way too much time together. Um, but yeah, he's just always stirring the pot. It's insane. Like he, he's just stirring the pot consistently. So that's just the best way to describe it. So is there a, yeah, I can see like he, he can get under your skin and then the next day you want to go and hang out with him again. Like, so I need to, get, I need to further understand Colin White's mental makeup here. Um, <laughs> does, is he OCD? Like is everything put away and organized and neat and tidy and hates it when you put dishes in the sink? Um, no, he, he's pretty chill about that. He's, he's not like that. Uh, um, but it's tough. Like, so yeah, he's just like, he, he's the best guy. Like, honestly, I, I could say that, you know, I always Trevor, but he is yeah. such a nice guy and he cares about all the boys and he's such a good, I, he's just such a good guy for, he's such a good teammate. So, you know, as much as we chirp him and stuff, he, he, he does care about everyone. He, he's such a good guy to have in the locker room. I don't think, I think all the boys could say that. I know everyone beats yeah. him, but, if you get chirped, that means we like you. I think that that's the main thing at the end of the day. <laughs> How did it end up that you were living with him? Um, well, last year he was living with Mike Riley, 
Um, and then he got dealt at the deadline, I think. Then he had no one to live with. And then I kind of, you know, I was coming in late that year and he kind of just texted me. Uh, he got my number somehow and he just texted me. He's like, hey, buddy, you want somewhere to live? And I didn't want to stay in the hotel in the Brucker. So, you know, I took that opportunity and it was a full month with Whitey. So I kind of got a glimpse of what it's going to be like. And we were in lockdown again. So we were hanging out a lot fighting still and we barely knew each other. So I knew this year was going to be interesting. But yeah, that's kind of how it all unfolded. That's good. Did he get you a Christmas gift? He did. Uh, he got me. He actually got me this uh, chair for my birthday. A nice oh. gaming chair. Nice. Um, and I got to get him a birthday gift. His birthday soon. So I got to figure that whoa. out. Whoa, whoa, him and whoa, whoa. Thomas Shabbat have the same wait. day. The yes. same day. Yeah. I yeah. was going to ask uh, Shane there. Wait, you got a gaming chair. Is that so? Are you a PC yeah. player or are you like a console guy? No, no I'm, a, I'm a PS4 guy. I got to oh, get PS4 the PS5. Guy. But it's just a nice chair to sit on. You know, it's comfy, so I'm happy. It was a good guess. He, he, he thought of it. Okay, it fair enough. Good. That's solid. Uh, have yep, you ever gone to a, a movie by yourself? And if so, what was the movie? Yes, it was It was pretty recently, actually. It was probably like two months ago. No, a month ago or so. Um, Whitey was getting surgery. He, so he was gone. So I was by myself here ripping it up, and I didn't have anything to do. So I decided to go to a movie and I think I was going to see either I'm pretty sure it was uh Don't Look Up that uh Oh yeah, that, don't so look up. Probably like a couple weeks ago. Yeah, it was, yeah, yeah, it was Don't Look Up. Um So yeah, I was watching it on the theater by myself. It was see, like, I was texting Yeah, I was texting my mom like, "Mom, I'm at, by myself at a theater. This is bad." <laughs> <laughs> it's it can be perceived it can be perceived as the ultimate loser move going alone to the theater I've but at the same it time times. it's like you know it's, what you're confident enough to go to the movie by yourself you know who cares exactly. i didn't care you yeah nailed it right there exactly i, I didn't care i didn't did care you, good for did you. you get recognized yep no i am I, I don't really get recognized out here yet i've only played like 17 games so <laughs> well don't you have to wear a mask like i'm assuming you had to wear yeah. a mask too in the theater yeah yeah yeah, so I guess do, so. That's so people sit in their seats in the because I haven't been to a movie theater in like four years. So people go to the movie theater and sit down with the with the face diaper on their face. And no, no, you can take it off when you're at your seat. You can take it off, which makes no oh. sense. You only when you walk to your seat, like at a restaurant, it's the same ordeal. Gotcha. Makes no okay. sense any of it. Yep. Fair enough. Um, yep. what is the coolest non-hockey event you've gone to? Coolest non-hockey event. I went to the World Series about um, oh, it was it was when uh, I was I was young I was like eight years old, but I remember it vividly. It was the uh, Yankees versus the Phillies. I'm a Philly fan, but it, it's when yeah. they had like Chase Utley and Ryan Howard in them. Um, and I went to you know the Bronx and the Yankees were playing the Phillies in the World Series. And it was it was awesome. I remember that vividly, which is crazy, but that was probably the coolest uh, non hockey related event. What have your parents done to you that you don't cheer for the New York teams that are around you, that you're cheering for Pittsburgh, for the uh, Phillies? What's your football team? Uh, the Jets. But my dad's a giant <laughs> fan. I've, I've, I don't know why. I've always went opposite of my dad. I just, I don't know. I've always competed with my, I think that's where I kind of got my competitive nature too for my dad. I was always, 
he was always beating me in video games when I was younger and I was always getting really upset throwing things. So I always wanted to root for the opposite team and I had to change ever since. So the Jets, yeah, that's bold. Have you thought about I changing mean, it? Nope, nope. <laughs> I'm 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 confident in our future. I think we have a very good future. It, it hasn't looked good the past couple of years, but I think we have something oh, there it is again. We have something brewing finally. Oh, okay, good luck. Um, <laughs> the uh, this coming from the Cowboys fan, I know I get chirped for jumping up, but I've been a Cowboy fan when. Oh, that's really a tough game. That was a tough game. Yeah, yeah, that one stung a little. Tough coaching, too many uh, penalties. That was tough. <laughs> penalties did, they were awful. Speaking of which, I want to ask you about a play that you would have watched a couple days ago. Uh, well, I think if you watched the Buffalo Senators game, uh, midway through the third period, Eric Brandstrom puts Oposo into the boards. A scrum ensues. Melee happens, no whistle. They score the winning goal to sum it up briefly. What are your thoughts on that play? And should there have been a whistle? Um, yeah, I think we were watching in the in the lounge and it didn't make sense because I, you know, Brandon got the hit out. I thought it was a good hit. Obviously, uh, hopefully a, a post was okay, but I thought it was a good hit. And yep. I mean, mm-hmm. once you have like more than five or six guys in a scrum, like you gotta blow the whistle, I think. But they did it, and you have to play on. If you don't hear a whistle, you know, we've always got taught that you got to play till the whistle, and they did, and it's unfortunate how it ended because I thought we played it. I thought we played it good. We had, like, 44 shots or something. Um, yeah. But it, it was definitely a tough one last night. Yeah, it was It was just interesting to see. I, I, like, I'm all, I've seen, and you, Shane, would have seen this all the time, when you and Meth, when you guys go to the bench, there's sometimes there's a mix-up. And the ref comes in and separates the linesman, I should say. And you guys just take, right. make your line change. So that didn't make a big deal to me when I know that there was a guy that came in and tackled Branny. Uh, could have been an interference call. But the whole point is people are upset there should have been maybe a whistle. And I think he's just trying to get you guys to go to the bench and just take the line change. Yeah. I, I didn't think of that either. Yeah. I feel like maybe he was thinking all the guys are going to go to the bench after that. That's, that. that's actually fair. I didn't think yeah. of that. So, and then all but, Josh Brown yeah, had to do was, was dump it in. Yeah, yeah, it was but, weird. I guess, anyway. yeah, it is what it is. It, yeah, it's but, <laughs> and I know it's tough for you as you talked about watching, but this is one hell of an entertaining team to watch. Uh, it is right, like it. I, you a never know what's going to happen, and b they just everybody <laughs> seems to enjoy being around one another. And you're like another example, and Whitey's the same. You guys all seem to be, as you mentioned earlier, brothers, and that's what it seems to yep. be. I, and I've covered that team for 23 years. I don't know of one that's been that close that I can think of off the top of my head. Yeah, a hundred percent. I keep saying it. I think if we keep this core that we have, you know, all these young guys, and I do actually truly believe we will be a very good team down the road. I don't know how long it's going to take. Obviously you got to go through your growing pains and um, that's just part of sports and part of growing up. But if we all grow up together, um, I see that I think we have all the talent in the world and all the guys get along so well in the locker room and we have fun. And that's kind of the main thing in sports. You got to have fun when uh, you're in this business. Um, I do truly believe though, we will be a good team down the road for a long time, but you know, who knows, but that's my personal opinion. Uh, Would you tell Josh Norris to take less money so he can stay? 
<laughs> he can take as much money as he wants if he keeps on scoring like he is. Uh, <laughs> He's going to put is, in the puck in the back of the net. Yeah. So uh, kudos to him. So, yeah. And that's a great line to watch. Okay. Um, oh, um, yeah. One of the things about playing this year, and I know you're going to miss out on it, but it's just been the improvement time and time again. And we've seen it with your game, and it's only been 17 games. Did this – 17 games, has it gone, I hate to use the word easier than you thought, but did you think that you progressed really well, really early um, to where it seemed comfortable night in, night out? Um, yeah, I think, I think it's helped me just my style of game. Um, I'm very detail oriented. So it kind of allowed me to transition pretty, uh, not easily. It's not, it's definitely not easy. Like, the strength of the game and the guys like taking, you know, face off I've struggled with and um, I'll continue to work on that. But um, I think it was just the kind of base of my game. I've been, I, I've just always took pride on details and playing the right way. And I think that's kind of helped me transition better, but I think I have a lot to, I have a long way to go. Just that consistency. I haven't played any two game season yet. So it's unfortunate. I couldn't this year, but um uh, you know, everything happens for a reason. So that's what I keep telling myself. But I think uh, there's still a lot to work on for sure. Uh, did you have it? Like, were you nervous in your first game? Did you have a welcome to the NHL moment? Um, I My first game was in Montreal. We had no fans. Um, so I was definitely like amped up. But I think you're just, it's like you're blacked out. You don't even, I don't even remember it that well. <laughs> you know, yeah. you're just kind of playing and you're in the moment. So it's hard to kind of, I don't really remember what I was feeling, but I think North Dakota really helped me. I think, you know, we've played in front of sold out crowds of 12,000. So I kind of got that at a young age when I was 18 or 19. So I, uh, I was kind of used to it. Obviously the NHL is a different level. So I, I bet I, I was definitely a little nervous, but I think that that's helped me out playing in North Dakota a lot. Okay, does North Dakota have better facilities than the Ottawa Senators? I'm not answering that question. <laughs> no comment. It's beautiful such there, a, though. It's such a greasy question. <laughs> hey, well, it's a tough question to ask me. Like, if you, like, that building is amazing. Like, for a, oh, like a university, that's stunning. No, How do you not want to play no that? Sense. Yeah, I mean, it's cold. It's colder than here, <laughs> which that's is not possible. I don't know. It's cold up there, but yeah, I mean, I think everything about that place, the people that are there, the way they conduct themselves, it's like you're in the NHL. That's why I think that that's another reason. It's yeah. just helped me kind of, it feels like the same thing. It just feels like I'm playing. I'm just still playing the same hockey. Obviously it's harder competition, but you know what we do every day, you know, how we eat and everything they do there is just, you know, professional. So I think uh, it's hard not to go there. Yeah, that's fair. Um, finally, uh, I think over Christmas or sometime in the last little bit, you got, to, you were on the outside playing road hockey, I think uh, with a bunch of kids and it was uh, you and Whitey and it was the highlight. Uh, like they told me about this and uh, I want to know what it was like for you just to get back out playing with some street hockey with some kids and what it was like for you and Whitey. Yeah, it was fun. I think, uh, you know, we were kind of driving into the, our neighborhood and we saw all the kids kind of, they were kind of riding their bikes and trying to, I saw the the two nets and we were just in our house chilling out. And then the kids knocked on our door. 
they're like, you want to play street hockey? So obviously we're not going to say no. Um, Whitey was still having one hand on a stick. He was playing one hand and I was playing two. This was like, I think that's when I was doing my first rehab stint. So it was, it was a little while ago. So he was using one hand. I was using two. It got a little competitive towards the end. Like we probably shouldn't have done some things because our shoulders. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it was awesome to be with the kids. They were having a blast. And that's what it's all about. Just kind of giving back to them and having fun with them. Cause you know, they look up to you and I, I remember when I was a kid. So if I got to play, you know, with any NHL guy, I'd be pumped. So it, it was awesome for sure. At the end of the show, we're going to put up your address. So any kid can show up and ask you if you want to play hockey. <laughs> I'll be playing street hockey every day. Getting the mess ready to go. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Yeah, I know they were super impressed that you guys came out. So uh, good for you, two of you. And, I, and it's huge. And as you say, it's good to give back. And like, you can remember being that kid, right? Like, who was the yeah. first player you ever met, hockey player-wise? Do you remember? Yeah, I yeah, I do. I, I remember I was probably eight and we were playing, you know, when you do in between periods, you know, the kids go on the ice. Yeah. Yep. And we went we were playing it was the islanders versus the penguins and crosby was warming up where we were getting dressed i don't know they put us in like this weird little area and crosby was getting warmed up and my dad kind of as he was going into his you know trying to go back to the locker room like hey can you take a pick with the kids and he was kind of skeptical at first because you know i don't blame it was before game and you got to get ready to go but then he realized we were like seven or eight years old and he got us to pick with uh with us so that was definitely cool that was probably the first guy i've ever met which is which is pretty cool Really? That's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. You'll have to tell him that story when you're on the ice with him next time. Yeah. Well, he's pretty competitive, so he probably won't listen. (laughs) (laughs) Being a kid. Uh, uh, Shane, we wish you the best. We want to see you back on the ice at the end of the year. So uh, good luck in the rehab, and thank you for coming by to spend a little time with us. It's been a lot of fun. Absolutely, guys. I appreciate it. It was definitely fun. Thank you. (laughs) There goes Shane Pinto, a member of the Ottawa Senators. Uh, who hopes to get back on the ice here by the end of March. So we look forward to seeing that. All right, welcome back to the show. And uh, thanks as always to Shane Pinto. Welcome into the show, Craig. uh, Nice to see you once again. I got a question for both of you. Uh, Mm -hmm. As we asked Shane about who would you do a karaoke with? I want to know, like, Meth, who would be your partner one night at a karaoke bar that you would do a duet with? Oh, probably Zach Smith. Cause he's pretty <laughs> funny when he has a couple of drinks in him. Like he's just this happy go lucky yeah. chill guy and uh, loves music. So he'd be the guy that I'd probably want to do it with. And he likes rock music too. That's a, that's a big plus. Yeah. You need someone with vo- good vocals too, right? Nice Smitty cry belt. I don't I, know. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I'm just guessing too. We, we were going to do, um, you know, how we played some video games uh, on times with the sends and stuff. We, uh, we were going to do a rock band one. We had it all set up. We had the, like where they do the um, bell all access show. We were going to have like a, the fog machine, the lights, we were going to shoot <laughs> it like a rock concert would play whatever. And Curtis was the guy who was going to sing Curtis Lazar. Oh, and he was God. like, yeah, I'll sing. Okay, whatever. I'm Curtis. I'll sing. So we're like, perfect. This is great. The That's night cool. before, the night before he got a concussion and we had to scrap. Oh, no. I know. I know. Smitty, I, I think it was Smitty was going to play drums. And then it was me. And I can't remember. Where's Dylan DeMello in all of this? This this was before that. This would, this oh. was like before. I would have been on the team then. I think I remember yeah. that. 
Yeah, I might have asked you, and you might, you might, yeah, yeah. I might have told you to head just down take, and take a hike. Yeah, yeah, yeah I might be around. There. Head down, two boxes of food. Be lying out of there. That's that's the thing, man. We were always asking guys for their time for free, right? But that that was funny. I really wanted it. Curtis was going to do "Call Me Maybe" by uh, uh, Carly Carly Ray Jepsen. Oh, yeah. it was going to work. But anyways, so I would have picked. I guess I'd pick Curtis because I didn't get to hear him sing that day. Okay, yeah. funny. Nice. Well, you. Oh, yeah. okay. So do I have to pick a media member or a? It's got to be someone we player. know because I didn't want to pick like, anybody. Yeah, somebody anybody we know. know. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like Brady Kachuk should be the answer to everything. However, if oh, yeah. I were to pick a media guy, I'm thinking like either Elliot Friedman because he just he just oozes coolness in his lately in his attire, or I pick uh, Kyle Bukowskis because he just looks like Rick Astley, and we could probably do some kind of duet with him. Oh, good right? call. I yeah. feel like I feel like Bucky could probably pull up anything. So one of those two. Nice, uh, nice. That's a good question. Whereas if I if I took like Sarah Orleski, then she could sing anything. Probably has a voice of an angel. It's true. Good point. And I just stand there and play the cymbal. <laughs> or the triangle. The triangle. Yeah. The triangle. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Something, something easy. What's easy into this? The percussions here. I, I was a I was in a marching band. You had a, a busy you had a busy childhood, right? Between like, the why am I not surprised that this dork was in a marching <laughs> band? As a lead drummer. Yeah. Unbelievable. All right. The big drum. Is that what you that mean? One yourself. No is snare that, drum. Oh, okay. So you were the guy, not the dong dong. No, I couldn't keep. No, I can't read music and I can't keep pace. So this way I could just hammer on the drum. <laughs> good. Hey, you I'll know what else? You know what else? Yeah, I was gonna say, you know what else you did when you were a child? Played football and meth, played, uh, played <laughs> hockey and all these other sports things. So if uh, people out there have played sports in the past and they're missing the, the the local sports right now, like I think a lot of us are not seeing our kids and not being able to get out to the rink or the field or the gym or wherever it is, um, uh, we're trying to ease the pain a little bit here. So if you, if you got some old pictures of yourself as a kid enjoying sports. We want to see them. So uh, head on over to Twitter. Use the hashtag Wally Mathot. Show us these pictures. You can win yourself one of these very sweet gong show puck luck games uh, that are awesome. Um, so, yeah, there's we got what, a couple more days here. A contest is yep. going to end over the weekend. Uh, we're going to announce the winner on Monday. So still a little bit of time. So go through the old boxes. Find that uh, picture with the brutal hair or the old brown equipment or whatever it is. And head on over to Twitter so we can take a look at it. Maybe you can win yourself something very sweet from our friends at gong show. Awesome. Also coming up on Monday show, Matt, your good friend, Bobby Ryan's back. we got some conversations to have with him. Uh, he said any NFL chat would be greatly appreciated. So you're going to have to watch football this weekend. Okay. I will do what I can. It's a tough assignment. I'll do it. I'll do it too. I guess if we have to watch it. Okay. Uh, watch I just football. can't, I just can't. I'm not, I, and I love, I have nothing but respect for the players and the athletes, but I just can't do it, man. There's just, there's whistles every three seconds. I lose attention immediately. Okay, well, we'll see how this is going to play. Not what you wanted to hear. I know, I know. I, I'm not <laughs> trying to be a, a downer here. Like I, 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 I will, I will, I'll gloss over some games. Okay. Uh, well, we'll see what happens. That's it for now. Thanks for stopping by. Thanks to Shane Pinto as always for coming on the show, and uh, we will see you on Monday. That's the Wallman Thought Show.